Hello and welcome back. <laughs> it's season 5.5. 5, uh, the Summer Brave on Dan and Brave Presents. Hey. hey, 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 hey. The uh, summer camp is in session. Although that's not maybe that may not be where we are this time. Uh, we're leaving Brandon's summer camp, going over to Dave's corner of the summer. Oh yeah, because it is the season five point five season, uh, which means it's the summer season, which also means it's host choice. Ho- hoist choice. Hoist choice. Where each of the hoist of Dan and Brave get to pick um, a format idea, and the other two presenters are forced to um, go along with them and that idea. No choice of their own, but choice of the uh, you know the presenter of in charge of the show, <laughs> and that would be me today. Dave's choice. Davy's choice. Danny, how you feeling? Um, excited I think this is a fun idea it's also an idea unlike Brandon's show (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's very true Um, it it, it is more of an idea but also it is a it's a fresh take on an old idea really kind of like mine that's like mine too yeah It it didn't require too much brain power none of us have done anything brand new really you know, like, no, Brandon did. I did. I did. I, I, mean, I it's, did. Actually. It's in his name. Yeah, you but, can't help it. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't. What I'm, that Brand wasn't an idea. Name. That wasn't a format. That was just talking, <laughs> which I enjoyed. No, I, I did. I had the idea of a podcast, uh, like that was just a doing for us, Dan and Brave, to finally do a podcast episode. Okay, right, we don't do podcast. Right. We, we don't do that. No. We do other stuff. We don't talk on our shows. Typically, no. This is Dan and Brave Presents. This is season 5.5. Just like Dave said, I am presenter Brandon. Uh, I am camp director and a camp counselor and a camper. This episode, I'm attending uh, another another camp. <laughs> Dave's camp. Nice. Uh, presenter Danny here, yeah. presenter number two on a uh, permanent summer what did I say? Summer vacation? Yeah, that's Vacation yeah. is your it's my shtick. premise. Yeah. Yeah, shtick. <laughs> um, summer vacation, Danny here, uh, presenter two. Uh, excited to keep this in-between season season uh, going because it's fun. And I think it's better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's 0.5 degrees better than season five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's not just like the the number of the season; it's the rating of the season. Five point five. It's five point five out of ten point ten. <laughs> and uh, I am Dave Cologne. I am the head disciplinarian at the summer school. That's my angle. Summer school. It's in session. You will be taught is my catchphrase. <laughs> and uh, this is. You know, this is a fun format we're doing today because it is pretty educational. We are um, looking at a part of history, commenting on it, um, but also presenting it. You know, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this episode will learn a lot of things today. 
<laughs> so yes. So what we're doing is going well, back. We're returning to one of our flagship formats. Everybody's favorite. It ruled seasons two. No, seasons one, two, and three. Mm-hmm. It is the board bills. All these charts to explore. But in my heart, I need more. What's it all for? All these charts They're back. To explore. They're back. back. Talking about number ones. What's it all Number one for? songs from a given year. Billboard charts. Oh, yeah. And the year that we're uh, actually going to cover today is 1990. Which is weird because we already covered. We already that did year. that, Dave. Yeah, wait yeah, a minute, wait, hold Dave. On. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did that? I must have made a mistake. No, I wait. Hold on, I didn't, because this is 1990, and this is board bills, but it ain't the U.S. board bills, baby. <laughs> what? It's the Bizarro bills. Bitch. <laughs> Things are going crazy because we're going over the pond to a different land. England. <laughs> it's the UK number ones of 1990. That's right. We're covering the 1990 UK number ones all year from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. You know, we already covered the U.S. number ones of this year. Now we get to look at what the U.K. or UKers were doing and see how they did. <laughs> is it different than ours? It is. Is it better than ours? No. Maybe at times. We'll discuss. Who knows? <laughs> but we'll get into it. And, and uh, something fun we'll be doing is throughout uh, us going from January to December, looking at these U.K. charts and listening to the songs... We will also peek back at the U.S. charts that we that we already covered and uh, compare and contrast and say, uh, "Hey, we did it better. Or they did it better this time." You know, we can pick battles. Yeah, I kind of think of the season 5.5 as a sampler season. You know, like getting little samples of formats we can really push forward to being a main format in a season in the future. So maybe. Hey, we'll do 1990 today, and then if we really like it, maybe we'll we'll do the rest of these at one point. Why not? Oh, that okay. you know, so that'd be yeah, kind of that's fun. that's what I was gonna say. I like that Dave went went to this area because he did he went to this well in another bizarro version of a format. Yes, uh, with the UK charts. I remember that you did like a a simulated tournament or draft. You did I did a simulated draft, draft for. A 1980 power hour. board bills bill boardament for your UK. segment of a power hour. We right, listened to these right. songs as if, they, as if they were drafted by us. Right, it was all these songs that charted in the top 100 year-end songs of 1980 in the UK. So this is also a, no, a nod to that, but let's just do it even uh, more. Let's do <laughs> even it more bizarre. Yeah, yeah. Let's get more bizarre. And speaking How of bizarro. bizarro, what we we did forget, EMF. of course, is to introduce uh, our bizarro versions. You know, like the Feldman, the right. uh, the Feldman. Uh, what is the other name? Um, 
Oh, I, I can't. F- Fargus? <laughs> is it? That sounds right. Is it, yeah, I think that's it. Vargas right. or Fargus? Fargus was Newman, I think maybe. This is. These are the Bizarro. Um, Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Right. Yeah. That. Oh no, Elaine was the person who met the Bizarro members yes, of, like, yeah. of the group. Like, uh, there was a Bizarro, Kramer, Jerry, and George. Yes. But they were nicer. And Newman. They're all yeah. nice Newman guys. is Fargus. There was a Newman too. Right. <laughs> so yeah, why don't we um, introduce ourselves to the Bizarro counterparts to ourselves right now? Starting with Brandon's Bizarro guy. Introducing. Uh. uh <laughs> but we'll go back. We'll go. Oh yeah, we would. We'll kind of say that he's actually also a co- one of the DBPSF DBPSNFM hosts, Bench Tucker. Oh, Bench Tucker. But you also got to think something that's more British, yeah. though. Like it's British not just Tucker. Oh, it's, true. It's not just Bizarro. It's British. It is true. Bizarro, but it's also it's more British. It's Brennan. So Brennan could be like... Brent Is Brenton? That feel, does that feel a little more British? Britain. Oh, Bri- Bri- Brighton. Brenton. How about Brighton? <laughs> Brighton. I'm <laughs> oh, Brighton. Yeah, the, the place. Perfect. Maybe after the Brighton. place. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm Brighton. I really like Brighton. And then we got Danny's Bizarro... Uh, dude, who is Dane? Oh, Dane is yeah, Dane or Don? Uh, I've been Don. D- I've gone by Don before. Dong? Denny? Dong. Denny could work. Denny? 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 <laughs> Denny. Yeah, the, yeah. Let's oh, do Dina, Dean, Dino, D- D- Dane, Great Dane, Dane, Great Dane. How about yeah, Dane? So Brighton, Brighton, Dane, Dane, and Dib, Dib, and me, Dib, Dove, Dove, Dib? Dove, oh, Dove, <laughs> like, like, like how they love, like, oh, hey, Dove, hi, Dove, oh, Dove. <laughs> okay, so yeah, so we have Brighton, Dinny, no, and it's Dove. <laughs> no, no, not Dinny, it said Dane, no, not Dinny, oh, Dane, oh, Dane, okay. <laughs> Dane. It's going to keep changing. Brighton, Dane, <laughs> and Dove. So, uh, and that's the three uh, bizarro British counterparts to us. Has we'll, this, we'll tap into those personalities throughout the episode. Has this become offensive yet to do the British accent? Has that crossed into the... <laughs> no, it will never be offensive because they're like the ultimate... Uh, colonial. Oh, interesting. Mm. Okay, yeah. The, the, they're the ultimate colonizers and terrorizers of the world. Well, <laughs> then clear your schedule, because <laughs> you and uh, strap in for the trolley ride of, of your life. Because we're <laughs> oh yeah, I'm so excited to get back into these charts. Right, this was a fun thing to do. Yeah, uh, back in the day. Oh, could we just a quick aside exit yeah. from this format for a second uh, for the listeners? Sure. You may find this entertaining and interesting, but we did see each other, your presenters for the. <laughs> oh right, in we person. Talk about that. So in yeah. person. At the time we're recording this, we saw each other in person a few days, a few days ago. ago. Yeah, it's August. Yeah, it was August for reference. <laughs> Depending on when this comes out, August. Um, yeah, so it had been yeah. a year. It had been a, about a year and a half since we have seen each other. Year and a half, right? All three of us. Me and Brandon saw each other. Dave could have seen us. He chose not to. Like a <laughs> like like a month, two months ago. 
But okay. we all saw each other, and we decided the best place to do that would be Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, we watched uh, Team USA win the gold medal basketball. Well, we didn't watch them win. We didn't watch them win. Uh, we almost we watched them win, but we... Yes, <laughs> we had to leave at with two minutes left in the game. Yeah, right. Yeah, because Buffalo Wild Wings was closing. We thought it was a sure thing. It was the place that was open the latest in the area and was guaranteed to have a lot of TVs. But they still just were not open late enough because the game started yeah. at 1030 Eastern. Um, and it didn't help that there was no one there. We were just sitting there, and you could hear, like, a pin drop in there. Yeah, weird vibe. Um, if you're in the U.K., it's like a six-hour time difference, I think. I think you... Sorry. All right. <laughs> right. Sorry. Is it? Uh, something like that. Five, maybe? That is so fascinating. And that's one of the reasons why I love looking <laughs> over to the U.K. Because, hey, there are a few hours ahead of us, like, literally... But are they a few hours ahead of us culturally? <laughs> that we'll be getting into wow. here today. Exciting, but yeah, thought it was worth mention- worth mentioning. It was uh, great to see Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I had a fun time. No, I, I did too. By myself. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of you guys. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was a fun time. Uh, we didn't really eat too much. I had french fries. Brandon had... Some tacos, right? Yeah, street tacos. The thing that you want to get when you go to Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, <laughs> street tacos. Yeah, we, we wanted to have a drink, watch the game. I came straight from a pretty big uh, dinner with my mom, so I didn't eat anything, unfortunately. Would have loved to have some boneless wings, but couldn't do it. Not hungry. We'll do it couldn't. when we get to Chicago this September. Yeah. We're going it. to your local Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> and doing it right this time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a. They put boneless wings on a deep dish pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, uh, chums, or should I say, blokes, or should I say, chaps, lads, uh, lads, lads. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, why let's don't do we this. dive into this? I do want to say before we start, I am drinking a cup of tea, cup of tea, uh, that is actually Downton Abbey themed. So mm. very nice. Mm. <laughs> Are we gonna have a so, break? Hmm. We, we should have a break during this and have a tea time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tea break. Yeah. Spilling some tea. We could do like celebrity sex and gossip. All right. Yeah. L- we're gonna do this. Da- da- Dan is gonna have the uh the US chart list to compare to see what uh-huh. was uh Running at the same time. It's been a while since we've done this format, but let's do it. So carrying, carrying over, it looks like, from the end of Christmas 1989, the year of our birth, uh, Dan and uh, myself, uh, is Band-Aid 2 with Do They Know It's Christmas, which charted for three weeks at number one. Looks like it started uh, the the week of Christmas and is carrying over into January. And this came out only five years after the original Do They Know It's Christmas, which also hit number one in the UK. I can't hear the song. Okay, let's. uh, All right, so we're going to play it from the top. Yes, those Christmas bells. So, do you have a list of who was doing this one, Dave? Yeah, I was hoping There's you would have list. that taste. 
But I don't want to go through all of them because there's some boring names in there. Okay. Um, but uh, this is produced by British dance pop super producers Stock Aitken Waterman, who had a lot of number ones. And it features updated British artists like Bros, <laughs> Kylie Minogue, okay. and Chris Ray, which we just heard. Right. And it includes some board Bills legends like Lisa Stansfield. Wow. Kathy nice. Dennis. Okay. D-Mob and Bananarama. Cool. Oh. Um, yeah. Who are some of the same artists that were on the old one that are on this one, if any? None, I think. Oh, it's entirely new. Okay. I thought I recognized some familiar voices. Like, I thought I heard George Michael in there. I mean, they're British, so they kind of all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that's just like the, that's just like proves how like influential some of those singers at the time were that a lot of the newer guards sound like them. They're mimicking their heroes of yore. Yeah, so again, for the listeners, like this is Band-Aid 2. Different Band-Aid. Band-Aid 2. Different song. Yeah, they ripped off the old Band-Aid. They put on a new, fresh Band-Aid. The only like difference is, is when like you have a cut. The background beat is really the main difference. Like, the, it's more like... Yeah. Yeah, the production... Well, the production's like, it's a lot breezier cleaner but not in a good way yeah i feel like i kind of feel like it's it's like it feels like a victory lap yeah yeah they're almost like job well done we cured hunger in africa a few years ago <laughs> this is just a bonus it sounds too triumphant for uh yeah for a charity song the three of us have sat and watched like youtube playlists of all these types of songs before yeah. Unless we watch this version then. I don't know if I've ever heard, right. heard this version. I don't remember this yeah. one. Yeah. I don't remember this being a thing that we watched. I don't um, think we saw it. So I don't think I've ever heard this before. We've discussed Me too. several charity songs at length off the show. Yeah. Do not remember this one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. No. I mean, uh, it, it makes me appreciate the, like, kind of... Uh, the production on the other more not that the production on the original is like amazing or anything but like i like that it sounds a little more like we're like putting this together like somber you know, like, or important or yeah. yeah yeah it feels like weighty yeah that's a good point like weightier tossed off like a wank job <laughs> <laughs> let's just wank this out <laughs> i can hear it i don't like it yeah it's disrespectful it's uh, fine it's not as good i think it's fine it's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's cheery. It's something that you, you should you would hear in the mall and I don't know, smile. Yeah, this is good music to play at the mall during Christmas season. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, not necessary, really. Like, you know, you're going to the Gap. You're getting pants for your aunt. <laughs> Pants for your aunt? <laughs> no, pants for your aunt. Yeah, pants for your aunt. Aunt, aunt pants. <laughs> yeah. Getting aunt pants. I got, aunt, I got my aunt in, 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 in your pants. pants. In my pants. I got my aunt in some pants. Okay. Next song. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on. Um, okay, so okay. while this was number one, just uh, one week in January of... Uh, 1990, 
the song that carries over in the U.S. also, but for two weeks in January is Another Day in Paradise, Phil Collins. Of course. Oh, yeah. of course. Another British yes. guy. So it's a complete British domination yeah. across yes. the, the two yeah. ponds. For some reason, that's... Oh, no, the one pond. I wonder if that song was bigger earlier, because I feel like in the UK, that Phil oh. Collins song. I'll bet it was. Because usually that's... don't have access to the 80s uh, <laughs> UK charts. Yeah, no access. Um, no access. <laughs> but that's typically how it goes, right? I mean, they they chart, they go big in the U.S. or the U.K. first, and then the, in a lot of situations, sometimes. This sometimes, is that yeah. this is that six the six hour uh, a head start Dave was talking about. Yeah, right. Totally. Right. Yes. They get songs earlier. <laughs> they get songs earlier. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Right. That's how times. That's how time zones work. It's it, like yeah. You're yeah. Getting, yeah. <laughs> All right, next up is New Kids on the Block with Hangin' Tough, uh, which okay. was on the chart for two weeks in January. Um, was this one of the one of the songs we talked about on the show? Yeah, so this actually hit number one um, last year in the U.S. So oh, in this case, what I said. UK okay. is a little slower to catch up to the new kids, which is interesting because the kids are from... New England. That's right. New, new kids, New England. Yeah. 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 Which is interesting. Oh, Wahlberg. Hey, Donnie Wahlberg. I was thinking about this. Do you think, like, for some of the songs that we already talked about on the board bills, we'll end up saying exactly what we said in those original episodes? I have no idea what I said about this. Me too. I don't know. I don't know what I said. I have a feeling that one of us, all of us, likely... I mean, okay, I remember talking about that line, we're rough. Like, right. thinking okay. it's funny because that mean, like that could mean like they're really bad. Like, yeah, we're, we're rough. I think I made that <laughs> I think I made that joke. That sounds like a, right. something I would say. And then there's also like this or, like unbelievable jazz like organ solo later yeah. in the song, which we probably really talked about, but it's insane. <laughs> It's a really tough sounding organ. <laughs> <solo>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I noticed this. Maybe I no- noticed this last time, but I don't remember saying it. That this song is structured and arranged like a hair metal song, but has okay, zero yeah. guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, this couldn't is you imagine, definitely. like, Warrant or Def Leppard singing this song? Yeah, yes. Or Joan Jett. Yeah. Yeah, and this sounds like Joan Jett, yeah. Yeah, Def Leppard, yeah. Like, White Snake. But there's no guitar. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm interested to know... I'm, I'm curious to know my opinion on this song, because I'm not familiar with it. Like, I, I wasn't at the time of doing it on the, you know, the other board bills. And yeah. I'm having no... I have no reaction right now. I'm just like... I, I don't know, like I don't know what this makes me think of, huh? But here, okay, it, is. It, here is. it is. Here it is. Oh, here we go. Here's the, here's the organ. It's real tough sounding. <laughs> it's complex. It's insane. Yeah. They got like Herbie Hancock to <laughs> <Yeah>. the solo. <laughs> yeah. It's virtuistic. I'm wondering if this is what I said that I. Had no knowledge. Oh, listen to this part. Kind of has a carnival sound, right? Wow. Um, Foreshadowing to Jordan Knight's yeah, carnival get, carnival phase uh, much later in the in the nineties. Give it to you. 
Yeah. In the 90s, I when I was younger, I had no awareness of new kids on the block. Like for me, like I yeah, didn't, we like, were too young. We were like, too young. I was like way too young, so like I just had none of like like no nostalgia for any aspect of them. Like no. it just completely missed me. Like you know, when I was a little older, I like knew of them. Right. Uh-huh. And, but I more kind of knew some of like Joey McIntyre is like a TV figure because he was on like reality shows or like interview like like he was on like a sitcom or something. I don't yeah. know what it was. So that's just kind of how. Yeah. And Jordan Knight was all over the VH1 shows. Right. Um, you know, and like, Donnie Wahlberg was in that scene in um, Six Sense. Six Sense. Davis brought up white, like many white times. tidies looking real ill. No, but I was going to say that my sister um, was a fan of the new, the new kids on the block. So I definitely knew them pretty well. Gotcha. Like this, this album I knew because my sister would play it constantly on cassette tape. So that's like cool thing about having an older sibling i learned that's, about the that's the cool thing i learned yeah. about the new kids pretty early on i remember i downloaded either either high school or early college the new stuff new kids of the block was putting out at that time because they like came back they were done they they, right. they didn't do anything for a long time and they came back around that time with some new songs i remember i liked a couple of the songs and then they also mm-hmm. they also collaborated with backstreet boys on an album too it was Wow. It was N-K-O-T-B-S-B was the name of the album because it's N-K-O-T-B-S-B. And I think they toured together. Like, that was a big collab. That I remember. Yeah, I remember yeah. that being like a big social media thing. And One more yeah. note about this, unless you have another thing to say, Dan. I was going to say the U.S. song. I think, I, and I just thought about this this time, is that Hanging Tough is like some kind of messaging like, they're decidedly establishing themselves as the bad boys of boy band. You know, like, they're yeah. tough. They're not soft like some of these other boy bands, which there weren't that many that were popular at this time. But, you know, they're they're from the sh- hard lives. <laughs> yeah, who are they trying to say they're tougher than? Like, Color Me Bad? No, Color Me Bad's not even out at that point. At 90? No, Are you sure? No. Yeah, you might yeah, be right. They didn't have their hits until like '91 or '92. Uh, so a little early for that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe um, like New Edition. New Edition. Yeah, that's. that's but they're definitely yeah. not harder than New Edition. No, they're not. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So who knows? Listen, Menudo. <laughs> yeah, they're harder than. They're, they might be harder than Menudo. I mean, uh, is Menudo is Menudo um, DeBarge DeBarge? Is, is their brother doing uh, hate crimes against Asians? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh my God! This is number one, along with "How Am I Supposed to Live Without You," Michael Bolton. Damn. I think U.S. is two for two right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So far, yeah. And we can see into the future. Bolton does not hit number one in the UK this year. Mm. more of a u.s guy yeah yeah even though he he looks very european (laughs) true very german for the next song we're gonna go to first appearance on the podcast is that right we've not covered her at all not sure maybe not i there was a music video by kylie minogue that was on a show like a power hour. I remember there was like a Kylie Minogue music video. 
Okay. Oh yes. Yes. Remember? I re- yeah. That I don't know familiar. why. I, I don't know what the context was. That sounds familiar. It was to me. a I don't cool know Kylie Minogue song. I cannot remember why. Like what even the name of it was, or was that just with us? <laughs> was it not a show? Maybe, I don't think. Maybe. I don't think it's been on the podcast. And if it has, it wasn't very memorable because I don't remember it. But maybe maybe it was something that we just did. Right. It was a personal thing, Dan. It was a personal thing you did with you and your close friends. But now for the public, for the first time ever, here's <laughs> Brighton, Dane, and Dove discussing pop <laughs> legend Kylie Minogue. Hit it. Tears on my pillow. Uh, for one week on the chart. Yeah, this is a cover of the doo-wop song by originally by Little Anthony and the Imperials. Oh yeah, yes. Greece. This was in Greece. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh. At the at the at the dance, I think. Yeah. That's yeah. right. They did use some real songs and a couple scenes in uh in Greece. Cool. So this is only a few years after. No, that's not true. It's like 12 years after Greece. <laughs> but maybe it didn't get to the UK until like 1990. Yeah, so. they didn't. They didn't get it. <laughs> This is also produced by Stock Aitken Wataman. Okay. Super okay. producers. You sure we didn't talk about the one Kylie Minogue, the big Kylie Minogue hit in like the in the eighties? Um, oh, like Locomotion. Locomotion. Or? No, we didn't. Maybe. I don't think we did. Yeah. Listen, I, don't I don't remember. Know. I think we did. This has that lush Casio keyboard demo sound which really helps cut to the emotional core of the song that's missing in the original. (laughs) It's as fresh as a newborn baby. It's weird. This production is making it sound a little closer to Christmassy than doo-wop. I agree with you. It sounds like, 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 okay, this person's putting out their Christmas album. It's playing in the mall this year. Like, so true. Without paying attention to it, it just sounds like that. It is early winter, so it's like Christmas feel. And lyrically, it's not Christmas, but it still has that, like, after effect of the Christmas season, maybe, to it. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I think they should put out more songs like that, like Christmas sounding (laughs) songs with non Christmas lyrics in January and February. That'd be a nice thing to do. Like it, like it feels like I feel like I'm like supposed to be getting ready for Christmas, but uh, I don't think that was the the intention. It sounds like they were trying to go for like a big band kind of version that just didn't like fully get there. Yeah. Again, not bad. Like not bad. It's not bad. No, it's, it's not just, bad. It's just kind of like okay. Why? Um, why does a song like this hit number one? I don't know. This is a weird. I think one. She was a big yeah. deal. She was just a big deal at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just her, her imperial. Speaking of the imperials, it's her imperial era of music making. So like anything she put out just was popular. She's one of the bigger examples of like artists that was like popular here, but much more popular overseas like a big effing deal like a like robbie williams even i mean robbie williams even more so like even yeah. robbie M- williams is like huge huge over there yeah robin williams is, was huge over there he was pretty <laughs> big over here but he was ginormous over there robin <laughs> williams yeah we already had robin williams that's why we had no room for robbie here we're like oh, yeah. man, that's what it, oh yeah, so you're that's... saying you are saying robbie williams okay yes <laughs> anything about this or you want to move on 
I uh, I don't need it. I don't need it. Nobody needs it. It's nice. It's just like nice air. <laughs> but I like that it's short. Like you don't hear a lot of short songs in this era. True. Two minutes, two and a half minutes, in and out. A shorty from my shorty. I like it. Yeah, I'm kind of whatever on it. I don't. I don't need to hear that again. It's fine. That's I had no you. Pro- I had That's no problem with it. Uh, next is a song that I know Dan is going to want to skip. Uh, and it's uh, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You, uh, which charted for four weeks. And um, Tears in My Pillow was a hit for one week at the end of January in the UK. Uh, that's still during the Bolton reign in the US. Okay. Yeah. Well, because this Sinead O'Connor song hit number one in the UK two months before the it hit number one in the US there you go so okay. our original theory that the UK is before the US culturally stands true in, in this occasion and right. she is from Ireland which is part of the UK uh, forcefully so <laughs> technically by force it is yeah so Pr- Prince wrote this yes and recorded yes. it originally or recorded it after he wrote it and gave it to a one of his side bands his like protege bands called the family and they recorded it in the 80s ah. and Dan famously banned the Prince version <laughs> with Rosie Gaines in our Prince tournament yes the fans wanted to hear it he said no hey Hey, what did I replace it with? The goddamn the winner, winner of the whole thing. The winner, yeah. But one of the best Prince songs I've ever heard. I think it's fair too, Dan, because you're basically saying, like, this is the ultimate version. The Sinead O'Connor version is the ultimate version, and it's the only version that this pod will recognize. We won't play the Prince one. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Yeah, let's stick with that. Yep. Any new thoughts on this song? Uh, new thoughts? I don't know. It's cool. Um, I don't. This could be new thought. It's interesting. It kind of feels a little like trip hop adjacent. The more I'm th- like listening to it, like a yeah, like analog trip hop, like with the dr- like the beat. It's like that, like really like has a nice draggy. swing to it. It's it's like and it's like going back and forth between swing and straight, like you can hear in the hi hats. Um, and yeah, kind of like. Uh, Prelude to Porter's Head type vibes. Since covering the 90s board bills, I've listened to a full Sinead album, The Lion and the Cobra. It's like from 87. And it was excellent. It was creative. It was angsty. It was great pop. I need to keep digging and listen to this album. But she's a, she's a bald icon, and I my appreciation of her is like grown immensely. Uh, we, did, I, we didn't really talk about her kind of back in the day canceling, you know, because of controversies, but... I think we might have. Did we really? I don't really remember Yeah, because of music news. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah I'm we, sure yeah, it came we, out. Yeah. 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 Um, but in retrospect, I mean, she was she was on the... Especially with the, the Catholic Church stuff. Like, oh, yeah. The sexual abuse stuff. Like, just like... Yeah, definitely. She ne- she never really had an opportunity to have any like public vindication, but like um, you know, history will show that that was 
she was on the money with that. Yeah, people really loved the the Pope back then. I guess like America was so into the Pope. <laughs> Pope, big deal. You know, you know, there's like Yelp reviews. Yeah. How about this for a Yelp review? Sinead has the best Yelp in all of music. <laughs> Vocally? Oh, yeah, the jump, like the, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's the best I've heard in uh, all of music. Five stars, 5.5. 5. What are you talking about when she does nothing? Like, like that? Or just like, she has like a Yelp sometimes. Oh, maybe I missed that. There's like a Some quality, like she sometimes like cracks her voice in a very cool way. Yeah, it's one of her tricks. Uh, she's very talented. She's a bald icon. Uh, good job. Good job. Um, good job. So, while this is charting in the UK, Paula Abdul is charting in the US with the wild pair doing Opposites Attract. Um, Sinead. I think that goes to Sinead. What do you think? Yeah, Sinead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, good job to UK for making this hit number one before the US. I wonder if, like, because it hit number one in the UK, we caught on. Because she's, she's an English import, or, a, you know, UK import, so. Yeah. Some of, some of these songs have been, like, imported from the US to uh, UK. <laughs> this is the opposite. Yes. We were too busy being dazzled by the cartoon cat. <laughs> um, music video. I think that's the one. Opposites attract. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. I got distracted for a second reading about some other controversy she's had on Twitter, which I didn't really know about. But there's it seems like there's a lot there still going on over the last couple of years. Um. Anyway, sorry, I got distracted. Keep your head in the game, buddy. <laughs> we need you here. here. Yeah, buddy. Um, Not on Twitter. <laughs> hey, is this March? Is this March 1990? Yes. Yeah. All because of, I all have of March. some, I have some royal news. Oh, royal news! In March 1990, and Princess Diana and Prince Charles toured Nigeria and Cameroon, and the president of Cameroon hosted a, an official dinner to welcome them in Yaounde. Highlights of the tour included visits by Diana to hospitals and projects focusing on women's development. Royal news. Royal news. Since we're over the pond, so. More like royal snooze. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you. All right. Moving on. March. We are in March now. Uh, For one week on the chart, we have, speaking of international... Oh, 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 board bills. We have Beats International with Dub Be Good to Me, which went for four weeks on the chart. Walk, jam, nitty gritty. You're listening to the boy from the big bad city. This is Jam Hot. This is Jam Hot. All right. Well, we have um, Brighton on the pod, but this song samples the bass line to the song Guns of. Brixton. Brixton, not Brighton, by The Clash. And the harmonica line, I think, is from Once Upon a Time in the West, uh, the Ennio Morricone score. Oh. I think. Oh, that, uh, wasting time with you. That's, uh, Gloria. 
Oh yeah. Kind of, yeah. Wait, there was another song we that we said sounds like the glorious song also. Maybe it's yeah. sampling that. Damn, what was that? I don't know. Brandon, come on. We, we like obsessed over that exact line of a different yeah. song. It's good. Don't remember. I'll never no. remember. Yeah. Not clicking. Rhythm is gonna get you. No, I'm just saying, like, this This is an interesting one. This was an interesting one to listen to because, again, kind of uh, alluding to some sounds on the way, right? For 90s stuff, like, you hear a little Ace of Bass in there, um, but obviously, like, a little bit of, like, the hip-hop stuff going on, too. So it's like, like you know, really kind of, I got that Ace of Bass vibe first, you know. Yeah, and it's also, you know, clearly a, a reggae-themed thing mm-hmm. like dub dub is a reggae uh offshoot and uh the uk loves reggae yeah a lot of uk uh reggae people have had a lot of charts success in the 80s so this is kind of a more updated version of that sound oh wait dave did you say the sos band i did not the, why i know i knew i've heard this vocal line before this is they remade a song this is a remake of a song I think it's oh, ju- really? I think it's Just Be Good To Me by the SOS band. It's an 80s song. Oh, that's why it's called Dubs Be Good To Me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it like, it, it like takes, it, yeah, it's not like a cover, but it, like, it re, I think yeah. it, like, reimagines Wait, it. Wait, is yeah. it, do they take the vocal track from that song? I don't think so. Well, I don't know, because it says this is featuring singer Lindy Layton. Gotcha. So it's like a remake of that song over new, a new, a fresh beat. It's okay here. It says it interprets the SOS band Just Be Good To Me, which it's named after. It also samples the songs Guns of Brixton and Once About a Time, Westine, and the song Jam Hot by Johnny Dinell. So it's kind of like a big just mashup of a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's serene. It's ethereal. Beautiful melody. Crazy cuts. I'm into it. Okay, so that's why this has this song. I was confused for a second while you were talking why this song is uh, songwriter credit to Terry Lewis. And that's just because of, the, I guess, what they used from the SOS band song because they produced that. Ah, okay. So that's kind of what's going on there. Wait, can, can you put on a little bit of Just Be Good to Me? Oh, is that a whole thing? Yeah, because I was thinking dubs, too. was like, okay, is this like a reference to George W. Bush? <laughs> He's what, like 20 at this point? 30? Is that not 20? on Spotify? Is he like 20? His dad is president. I know, but like, <laughs> if you're talking about George W., how old is he in 1990? 20? No, uh, he's in his 40s. He's in his 40s in 1990? Maybe 30? Yeah, isn't that when he oh, was like, yeah. owning the Texas Rangers? Yeah, what 30s? am I thinking? What we, yeah, he's... No, he's in his 40s. In 1990. He's in his 40s. He's born in the, he's born in the 40s, so he's in his 40s oh, in yeah. 1990. What am I thinking? Yeah, he was president only 10 years later. 20 yeah. years old? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what do you think? He's like 40 now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yes. That's yeah. <laughs> or fi- he just turned fifty. <laughs> this is the SOS band. Just be good to me. This is from the eighties, right? Yeah, I think so. 
1983. Oh man, this rules. <laughs> Don't they do the song? Baby, we can do it, make it do it. Do oh wow, it, okay. We can do it, baby. This is cool. Yeah, I, yeah, I like this a lot. This should have hit number one in 1990. Yeah. This sounds so good. Yeah, it really does. It sounds large as fuck. For 1983? Yeah, it sounds better than everything we've heard so far. This is large. Oh my god. Hell yeah. This is my new favorite song, huh? Yeah, this is so sick. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've heard this before. It's been a while, though. This is really good. awesome yeah this rules yeah that's 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 awesome that's really awesome although i will say like you know this new version is cool too it's just not as like not as epic as what we just heard yeah it's it's not as good um, it's it's cool. It's cool though. I like it. I why, do. I do like it. Why isn't it cool? Why isn't it cool? Who said? I didn't say it's not cool. I just said it's not as good. I was okay. obsessed with what we just heard. Sorry to. Right. Right. Fair. Sorry to take over your '90s show, Dave, and get an '80s an '80s song going. Um, <laughs> but no, please do whenever you can. Please while, do. <laughs> while um, uh, Dub be good to me is number one in the UK. I think Dave's least favorite song of all time is number one in the U.S. Janet Jackson, Escapade. Escapade. <laughs> <laughs> Sucks. A song that is a song that is really great that Dave's not that into. Hey, but that's interesting. Two um, Terry Lewis-related songs hitting number one. Exactly. You think they're so different, but they're not. They're very similar in some ways. Look at the credits. Look at the credits. So, wait, sorry, when was that? What? Escapade? That was through, through the end of March. Yeah. I just want to tell you that if we head over to the other America, Canada, and look at their number one charts at this time, you want to guess what was number one? Rush. <laughs> no. Colin Mockery. <laughs> Funny you say Colin Mockery because... <laughs> It is a Colin. It's Phil Collins. <laughs> Phil Collins. I wish it would rain <laughs> down. Oh, great. Great song. Which yeah. turned out to be the best-selling song in Canada uh, <laughs> of 1990. It was, it's my bro, Phil Collin. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> but isn't that interesting? Phil, a Brit, getting no number one love in his own home country. Oh my god. Oh my god. Phil. They're sick of Phil by 90. Like, yeah. Phil, Phil, stay, Phil. Like, loves him though. Phil, stay in North America. Please stay in North America, yeah. dude. Like, we're done with your ass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's sad. That sucks. <laughs> He's always splitting his time, like in the ba bandit, like in uh, Live Aid. Live you know, Aid, flying, yeah. Flying back and forth. All right. Coming up next, we have for two weeks to end March. We have the power by Snap. Oh, Snap. Американская фирма. 
We've talked about this one. Yeah. Did not hit number one. No. I might have maybe dance charts. It might have, I don't it think we've ever talked about this song. Yeah? We've talked about their other song. You, you sure it's not on the dance charts? Rhythm is a dancer, right? Oh, I'm sorry. You might have talked about it on the dance charts. I, not 100% sure, but I feel like I did. That's a good point. You might have. Snapped his rhythm as a dancer? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Uh, Brandon went Brandon went to the bathroom. Oh, yeah, oh. because that song... I mean, who cares? That's, that song is primarily the female vocal. This is more the rappers. Right. Um, now, this only got to number two in America because it was stopped... Uh, from hitting number one by Visions of Love by Mariah. Ah, uh, great song. And this is a, this is like another song like Hanging Tough with a guitar riffy type thing, but no guitar. It's played on a non-guitar. Right. Like this part right here. Yeah, it's, it's cool. I like that. De- I, I definitely heard this song in a bunch of movies. It was definitely like in tons oh, of totally. movies. Yeah. Bruce like- Almighty. <laughs> Actually, that was, that's, my fir- that's my first thought, actually. Yeah, that one. This is pretty similar to the CNC Music Factory song that hit number one next year in the U.S. Gonna Make You Sweat. Definitely, yeah. I like that one a little Same more. Same thing, pretty much. I like that one a little okay. more, I think. So, uh, I, I was just saying in my head, because, Dan, you said we heard this before. Did we actually hear this before, or do I just know it? My guess is... I may might have featured it one of the year dan- dance charts for one of these years, maybe, but not confirmed. Not confirmed though. Okay, you know, you know what it is. We we covered "Rhythm Is a Dancer" by Snap. That's yeah. what David just we said. Already, so yeah. that's so it's yeah. just thinking about. Okay, you already went over this. Gotcha. Yeah, right. we already went over it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you go to the bathroom. No, but I, I was hoping you would maybe know and remember because I don't remember. Um, no, but I think now that I'm thinking about it, I think I just know this one. Yeah, more, like more, I'm just all more familiar it. with this one. Yeah, I think, I think it might have been on a dance chart. Honestly, this has like a shirtless energy, an antagonistic energy to it because, like lyrically, he's saying like I will attack. Like the the rapper is really aggressive. He has like this like personal trainer style to him. <laughs> yeah, but also like the CNC Music Factory song. I think it also has that relentless triangle beat, right? Oh yeah, it might be sampling the same thing. And of course, it has like a soulful hook and vocals. I think it's the same song. This part, this like fake guitar that you were talking about, Dave. Yeah. I think the rap is pretty good. It's like a he- heavy D kind of rap. Sounds like heavy D. Yeah, like Chuck D oh, or Chuck D too. Oh, Chuck D. Yeah, yeah. One of the D's. One of the know, D's. <laughs> yeah. Heavy or Chuck. <laughs> I will attack, and you don't want that. All right, cool. Well, what was uh? I think we move number on. Number one in, in the U.S. Yeah. Well, yeah. What was uh? So yeah, what was happening? This overlaps with two U.S. number ones. Um, oh, okay. It had um, that much power. Right. It had that much power. So Alana Miles, Black Velvet. Sick. Um, which I think we liked for the most part. Uh, Loved it. Black Barrel. Um, and then a lady that's become a big name on the show, Taylor Dane. Oh, um, yeah. 
for the uh, level level lead you back. Hell yeah! Don't remember that song. Love will lead, lead you back. Something like that. It's like a piano ballad. Yeah. Power. Power ballad. I know it. I probably know it if I heard it. Um, yeah. You just heard it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't see what the problem is. You just heard it. I just heard an exact replica. You're right. And it's not. Yeah. It's not coming to, uh, to memory here. Um, but yeah, this next song we've talked about at length, but we, we can, let's, let's listen to it. Yeah, here we go. Here is Vogue. Oh yeah. By Madonna. The Goo. Four, four weeks on the chart. Yeah, basically all of, almost all of April. This one 1990 for us, right? Our favorite 1990s yeah. song of the U.S. songs? I think so. An elite Madonna track. I'd say a top five all time for me, Madonna songs probably. Yeah, uh, this kind of brought the. Uh, we've talked about all this already. Like the house music, kind of to the forefront, really. Yeah, right. Um, and it's in the U.S. just like a a week after. <laughs> it's a, like I'm looking at the dates. It's like a week after it's it's run at number one in the U.K. first, which is interesting. Uh, hit yeah, hit number one in the U.K. first, right? U.K. first, and then. See, as soon as it's done in the UK, it's number one in the US. Oh, like right out, it's a week clean, right after. Ha, yeah. Had a clean transaction. Yeah, it's like it's four weeks UK and then three weeks uh, US, like right after each other. Wow, wow, pretty cool. It's it's crazy how much like advertising from this from the 90s has like affected my subconscious instinct of what I like visualize when I hear music like this I just picture like rain in a car at night I know and it's like I never had I have oh. like no actual like memories you know to having anything to do with like but it's all like club music like that from the 90s like it just makes me feel like like those like commercials because I feel like that's like there were so many commercials of like being in a car at night in like Vegas <laughs> and like that that sound and it's just like, I get what you're saying I, I, think, just, I, I just have that imagery yeah, in my head all the time. I'll, I'll never not think of the video, though, with this song. I think that's... This song, I think about black and white Madonna, yeah. Right. And uh, the dancing. And, uh, the, 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 hands, the hands on the face. Voguing. They yeah. call it voguing. Like, yeah. it yeah, had its voguing. own term. Yeah. yeah. Voguing is going to be in the um, in the uh, Paris Olympics in 2024. Hell is yeah. Is it really? No, breakdancing <laughs> is, but... Uh, oh, that's awesome. Voguing soon enough. I voguing hope so. soon enough. It's close behind. It's interesting because like it it is another club song, another dance song that's number one in the UK. It's the third in a row, and this one also has a rap in it, like yeah. snap the power, like Madonna's own take on hip hop or uh, on MCing. Yeah, I think it actually works because she's not trying to go full rap. She takes well, rap to her. You know what I mean? It's, well, it, it she, doesn't feel so. Like clumsy. She's doing a Billy Joel rap. It's her version of the Billy Joel rap. Oh right. It's like, the same idea. Start the fire. Yeah, like she's just listing stuff. Like right. people like figures in culture. Just, but for some reason it's way cooler in this song. <laughs> it works somehow, yeah. Yeah. If we just start the fire, it's like, alright, alright, Joel. <laughs> alright, Joel. <laughs> You guys want to hear some royal news? Yeah, oh, let's man. Hear some royal I can news. listen to this song all day. I love it. Yeah, once the chorus hits, it's so. It just pumps you up with energy. Yeah. It's so good. It's great. 
in May 1990, the royals, Diana and Charles, visited Hungary for four days. It was the first visit by members of the royal family to a former Warsaw Pact country. Lots of visiting going on in the royal family. Yes. Just like we're visiting the UK. All right. Um, Dan? In the US, so you have another two songs that overlap here. It's Tommy Page, I'll Be Your Everything. Oh, sucked. Classic. <laughs> that was the worst song of the 90s, right? That hit number one? I think of the whole decade, right? Is that what we agreed on? Maybe. It was the worst one? Maybe. Okay. hit number one. Um, and then Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. Great. But the UK did it first. UK did it first. UK first. did it first. All right. Moving on to the next track, we have Killer by Adamski. Adamski featuring... Adamski. Adamski featuring Seal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely know this song. I forgot about this song. It's on a Seal album, right? I, it, I it guess. I I, I'm trying to think of another way I would know it. It, it must be on, yeah, because I. It is. Right. Okay. Yeah, because I listened to like two the Seal fir- albums. The first Seal this... album, I think, it's, it's on. Okay. Yeah. On a, a plane. I forget where I was going. Maybe to Florida to visit my dad. It looks I, like he I, I re-recorded the song. Like he he did a different version of the song. Okay. Okay. That's that's what it is. It's a little different. A little different. It's still, it's still pretty similar. It's very. It's still Sealy. Very Sealy. Yeah. It's still Sealy. You're so silly. Silly. <laughs> He's an, an Acid House DJ. Acid House, getting its origins in Danny's hometown, Chicago. Yeah, my hometown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a big a big UK vibe. Yeah, and it's funny because like, you would think it would be a Polish vibe with that name, Adamski. <laughs> yeah. It's actually pretty British. And... Uh, I like any like menacing, evil bass line in a, in a like a techno song. Gets me in a certain like devilish mood, you know. Like I'm I'm willing to do bad things, you know. <laughs> if this kind of music is on, definitely. But Seal's vocals kind of makes it more spiritual sounding. It's a cool like mixture of his ethereal vocals and really like propulsive dark beat. Yeah. Yeah, I listened to one of those Seal albums, too. It was a little bit later in the 90s, and it was, like, very hit or miss. And, like, the misses were just, like, so meandering and kind of just, like, cheap, like, lame, like, just really lame. Like, yeah. he can get a little oh, sure. crossover to that. Oh, yeah. But when he's, when he's like, like, this is a great context for him to kind of just, like, oh, yeah. I let think his so. voice do a lot of work. When he's on, he's on. Yeah. Also, it's pretty Matrix. It continues to be very Matrix, yeah. Yeah. It's maybe the most Matrix of, of the songs we've heard, but it's like right. the furthest away uh, time-wise from the Matrix. It's like yeah, nine years before the Matrix came out. Nine years, yeah. Apparently, Seal saw Adamski perform in 1989 at an illegal rave called... Sunrise 5000. 
at the Santa Pod Raceway, and Seal afterwards handed a demo tape to Adamski's MC named Daddy Chester, and they were both impressed by it, and uh, Seal was previously singing blues songs, but after a year of traveling in Asia, had recently changed his view of life, and he had since become involved in the rave scene. So, all of that's so strange and interesting. Yeah. So, bo- both these guys, Brits? Is that... I oh, I think so. Yeah. Killer. Um, all right, so that was... Uh, Another four week, four weekers. That takes us to the end of May already. Hacker shit. Yeah, hacker shit. Um, hacker and shit. like I said, Madonna Vogue is um, number one in the U.S. at this time. Oh. Uh, so coming up next on the U.K. charts for two weeks is. Wait, what? That's weird. On this, it says England New Order. Yeah. What? <laughs> What's the deal with that? It's a it's a super group. Really? Which, yeah, well, it, okay, this is a new supergroup made up of classic dark wave techno band, New Order, and members of the English national football team. Oh, okay, okay, uh, I see it now. Football known as soccer in the States. Oh, on Wikipedia it just says New Order, that's interesting. Yeah, like it's two different things you can click on england or you can click on new new order if you go to the one time single if you go to the song article it shows the it's that it's credited as like england all caps right new order low lowercase as one word england new order right interesting play the track dog so this is world in motion two weeks on the charts Oh, oh yeah. it's New Order's only number one song. Oh. Uh, and it's for the England national football team's uh, World Cup campaign. Yes, the 1990 FIFA World Cup campaign. And um, features a guest rap by England footballer John Barnes. <laughs> and additional vocals by several members of the English team of, 99, of 1990. A uh, friend of uh, the show, more so just friend of ours, uh, Pizzo, Steve Pizzo, is going to see New Order and Pet Shop Boys on tour together. He's going. Oh, to, I love that. Yeah, that's a tour that's happening currently, and he's going to see them like with his dad. Will the England national football team make an appearance? <laughs> yeah, probably. I can't see them doing this song without them. This song rules. I love this. Yeah, I'm really into this. Yeah. It's like motivational. It's healthy sounding. It's kind of a funny thing for New Order to do because I was also reading on Wikipedia that like fans of Joy Division, which was the band that New Order spawned from after um, the original lead singer killed himself. They said this was like the final straw for them. <laughs> like it's too, it's too nice sounding. It's too good That's sounding. That's really funny. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. This is like the actual joy and joy division put to uh, practice. Yeah, that's definitely true. Before it was an ironic name. Now it's like an honest name. Yeah, it's truly joyful, upbeat, and division. And they're divided. The fans are divided. So. Yeah. 
how cool would it be if like you were at a soccer game and they're playing this? <laughs> Feel good. You know, that'd be fun. It would be really fun, yeah. The whole crowd singing it, like I can see it. It also would feel really good, break, break, before you're sitting down to watch Die Hard 2, which apparently they did. This was shown, uh, it was, after being internationally released, it was shown before the movie Die Hard 2. Die Harder. What does that mean? I don't know. It was in the movie, or? No, it was like, I guess like debuted before. Maybe a video? Oh, like a video, like part of the trailers. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. They should still do that stuff. Do yeah. they ever show music videos before movies? Yeah, that, that would be a great idea. I would happily watch, like, it's instead just of like this. usually trivia with Maria Menounos. <laughs> right, yeah, instead of that stuff, I would love just to watch music videos. <laughs> Maria Menounos. <laughs> oh, it's another rap. Another rap. Yeah, this is John Barnes of the uh, England football team. John Barn Jovi. <laughs> He's good. He's better than um, like MC Hammer. Uh, yeah, you really hate Hammer. <laughs> so far, everybody who's rapped on songs is better than MC Hammer. Maybe not. Maybe I'm like I'm actually taking that back. Not new kids. Not new kids. New kids. If they rapped, it's not better. They it's do. It's worse than MC Hammer. Yeah. yeah. Dan, is this still Madonna at number one during this? Uh, no. It's, uh, so June 9th and June 16th, it's two songs in the U.S. It is Wilson Phillips' Hold On. Great song. Why do you lock yourself up in these chains? And it's Roxette, It Must Have Been Love. Good song. Great song. Talk about Roxette a lot. That's one of their two good songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That hit number one. Now hitting number one, we have a double A single, which lasted for five weeks, so the longest appearance yeah. on this chart. Biggest song. We have Sir Elton John with Sacrifice and Healing Hands. Now... I, I feel like I mentioned this on the show. There was like a, a, a time a couple years ago where I had like a, a melody stuck in my head and the words better baby and it drove me crazy for the longest time about what it was. And it's this song. I'll point it out at the moment that it happens. And it, it, it was like the oh. biggest relief once I figured out what it was. Because I just kept going. I'll, well, the, when a melody pops up, I'll, I'll point it out. But. Wait, so... Was it through this process that you learned what the song was, or did you no, found out? No, no, no. I it, I found out like ah. Um, you should have lied and said it was this process. <laughs> this beautiful Sorry. process. <laughs> you know what's interesting about this, uh, Brandon and Dan, Brighton and Dame. This is EJ back at number one in the UK for the first time in over thirteen years. Oh, that better baby. That was the thing that I had stuck in my head. Better baby, and like I couldn't think of what it was. It was such, it was such a relief to figure it out. It took me a long day. Thank God I decided to do this uh, podcast. Yeah, because you helped me figure it out after all these years. Yeah. So wait, thirteen years? Yeah, yeah, and like 
with a song this strong, like how could it not? How could this not be his return to number one? It's just too powerful. It's what too. It, what's, what was 13 years what, ago? Benny and the Jets. Yeah. What was 13 um, years no, ago? No, his last number one was um, in '76. Talking about right. Don't go breaking my heart. Uh, okay. Wow. Same as the U.S., but this is the song that got him back at the top of the charts. Um, I don't. I don't hate it. I think it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's. I it's think it's fine. nice. It's pleasant and tolerable. I like the <laughs> other one a little more. I like you. Oh, hands. really? Yeah, I do. A little bit. Yeah. Interesting. I like this one more. It has a nice splashy aspect to the keyboard. I think I was laughing more listening to Healing Hands, which is why I like okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you think his voice is weirdly high on this? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I was expecting it to be really deep, so. I thought his voice had dropped dramatically at this point, so I was like kind of shocked by how like high it's, and timbered it sounded. Yeah, it, it it drops more around like Lion King time, like ninety, like like that. A couple years from now. Yeah. No, isn't the one kind of lower now? Yeah, no, I haven't needed. <laughs> isn't that like only like, two years from, the, from this? Uh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This might be the last high-pitched uh, <laughs> recording of him. Although, 91, recording. 91 is the Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me with George Michael that he kills on. They, they, they yeah. kill that together. Is his voice low on that? Maybe that's the performance that broke it. Because he just yeah. put so much into it. Yeah, <laughs> and then after then, <laughs> he couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, this this song I know really well because like this C- I think my dad had this CD. Uh, or it was actually my stepmom that had the CD, but it was at my dad's house, so I heard this one a lot. Both these songs have like very Christian rock titles. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, is this Christian rock? <laughs> I don't know. All I know is "Better Baby." That's all I know. Sacrifice and healing hands. But put on healing hands. Yeah, yeah put on the other one. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm a little more into this one. He gets a rock on this one. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I'm I'm still kind of shocked at the thirteen year span. Didn't really think about that. I mean this is so big. This is so good. Like it's just a you hear number one hit when you hear this song. <laughs> <laughs> ones that I, I I can't get interested in. Yeah, yeah. I like Elton sometimes, but I think I like what's what's the chorus? Wait, it's like kind of gospel-y, right? I don't remember. Hold on. Yeah, I like those. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Beautiful. And 
amazing. I'm looking at his 80s, his, his 80s singles, and like, there's only a handful that maybe could have hit number one. They're really, it's really all 70s stuff. Yeah. Like, I'm still standing yeah. is the one that like would probably be closest. Yeah, I mean, I guess this song kind of sucks too. <laughs> I just thought yeah. it was kind of like funnier and happier. I don't it's love boring. either of these. It's more I don't, boring. I don't love either it's of these. It's boring. Really. Yeah, it's kind of boring. I, I I do have to say, and I know that I'm I I kind of always have leaned towards this feeling, but like Elton's like album track songs are much worse than some of Billy Joel's. I feel like oh, wow. I feel like I, I I feel like there's a higher chance that Billy Joel's album tracks are going to be interesting than Elton John's. Yeah, but he he also has way less output than Elton John. He has way less output. So it's than like Elton John. almost a, yeah. um, a law of averages. It's like, almost like a Michael Jackson Prince thing. That's like right. Yeah, one guy puts out an album every single year. The other guy like really like pained over. Yeah, you know, a ten song album every yeah. three or four it's years. Totally, totally fair. Yeah. Um, that. While that is um, number one in the UK. <laughs> Two, another two songs in the U.S. hit number one. Uh, you have New Kids on the Block, Step by Step. <laughs> um, fun song. Step by step, oh baby, I wanna get to you, girl. And then um, She Ain't Worth It. Remember that song? But she ain't worth it. Glenn, That's Glenn Bobby Brown, and right? Bobby, Glenn Medeiros and Bobby Brown. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a cool song. So it's not that good, two. but it's fun. I think I liked it. Yeah. Um, those two were number one during Elton John's reign. What's the month? Uh, July. We're, we, we just, we're about to end July. Okay, because on July 14th in Canada, Do You Remember by Phil Collins, number one for one week. Wow. Guy's killing it in Canada. And then Step by Step takes over at the end of July. Killing it in Canada. Killing it. All right, up next, four weeks. Oh, my. Yeah, kind of uh, crazy. Turtle Power by Partners in Crime. And just so you know, it is K-R-Y-M-E for Partners in Crime. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I love there this shit. There you go. Um, this is f- from the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think it's from the movie Turtle Power. <laughs> They displayed turtle power. Way better, I think, than the Vanilla Ice Ninja Turtle song in the second movie. Um, yeah, this is way better. This is like a this is like a kind of a cool hip hop like rap song. That one by Vanilla Ice is, is so funny and bad. Um, ninja, ninja, rap, go ninja, go ninja, go. You know what's so crazy? couple of things. These are the first convicted criminals to hit number one in the UK. That's the wow. first thing. Convicted criminals spelled K-R-Y-M-Y-N-A-L-S. That's a real but story also, about these guys, though? No, that's a fake story. Wow. But here's, here's, here's a real story that's mind-blowing. Okay. Here's, this is mind-blowing. It's the first hip-hop song to hit number one in the UK. Oh, it Ew. beat Vanilla Ice. It beat Vanilla Ice. Oh, it's before Vanilla, Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice was, okay. a, was the first one to hit 
In the US. In the US, yeah. yeah. This is this person in the UK. And another interesting connection to Vanilla Ice because, like you said, Vanilla Ice had a song in the second Turtles movie? Yeah. Ninja Rap. In Vanilla Ice's Colder Than Ice, they have a song in, in that movie. Oh. Per- Partners in Crime have a song in his movie. Oh, okay. So there's like a weird connection between these two people. Like they, they're like trailblazers are hitting number one in rap before everybody else. They're like turtle related. They're ice related. They're and then they both like you know they're done after this year. They are partners in movie rap. Yeah. I can't believe this was number one for four weeks. Yeah, it's like a big song. I like yeah. Um, it's the best Ninja Turtles movie. I like this song. I think it's cool. And also, if you listen to like the lyrics, yeah, they're talking about the movie, but they're all, it's also about like April, like positivity, oh. and like to, like it's like y- your own turt. Like they use turtle power as like a positivity thing. Like that's your turtle power. Like I, okay, <laughs> yeah, I I like it. <laughs> so they use turtle power in other aspects of their life. Like they yeah yes. It's not just only in, like in Ninja Turtle related circumstances. Right, right. You don't have to fight crime. You can just but you do have turtle power no matter what and yeah. your positivity is your turtle power they also this is funny from wikipedia they erroneously claim that Raphael is the leader of the team yeah a role actually held by Leonardo like very obviously Leonardo yeah do your homework they didn't watch the movie yeah <laughs> they might be in the movie um, hey, I also I, I used to be scared of the movie or scared of the idea of the movie based on the on the poster. Yeah, uh, when I was a kid, so I never saw it, and like it also like reminded me of New York City, which I was really afraid of at that time in my life in the early '90s. That's the vibe of it for sure. It's not like light. It's like it's darker for sure. It's 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 kind of it's it's a cool movie. This song makes me feel like it's not though. <laughs> You know? it's, it's a little I mean it's still a kids movie but I mean it is darker for like a kids movie like like the bad guys they wear like very scary outfits like the hand I think they're called the hand the hand clan or something damn okay I'll check it out and they like they like beat the shit out of Splinter and the turtles have to avenge Splinter oh they, does he they, die? they fuck Splinter up no I don't think he dies no okay it's, it's pretty great. Shredder, very scary, too. Scary villain. Um, Casey Jones, scary. It, yeah, Casey Jones, very cool. Got the hockey mask. Definitely the best of the three main, three main Ninja Turtles movies, like, easily. It's fun. Um, you should definitely watch it. Plus, the practical effects and, like, the costumes, like, are excellent. Excellent. Okay. Like, you know, it's very... It's great. All right, so all of August, that was... Almost all of August, that was number one. So in the meantime, in the U.S., it's Vision of Love, uh, Mariah Carey. In Canada, Across the River by Bruce Hornsby in the Range, number one. (laughs) (laughs) Closing out or getting to the end of August for three weeks, something I'm very... (laughs) Excited to talk about uh, is Bombalarina with Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny <laughs> Yellow Polka Dot Bikini. So I didn't know this, D- Dave. I'm sure you read 
who this is. Oh, yeah. So when I saw the name Bumblerino, I was like, well, that's a character from Cats, like Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. And I didn't realize when clicking on it, it was going to take me to, uh, what's his name? T- uh, Timmy Mallet. Yeah. So this is him and Andrew Lloyd Webber? Yeah. <laughs> Produced by Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's on Wikipedia. It says Timmy Mallet with Bombalarina. On Wikipedia, it says Timmy Mallet with Bombalarina. Yeah. Okay. It, it, yeah. It says with producer Andrew Lloyd Webber, Mallet formed the band Bombalarina. Oh, okay. That's the band. Okay. So Timmy Mallet with the band. Bombalarina. He's a singer Bombalarina. though. Tim, Timmy Mallet is a singer. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. He's like a. He's just like a TV personality. Like, he seems like he's like a TV show host. And they just got together one day and were like, oh, this will be fun. Yeah, this is a 50s song. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's another golden oldie, like the Kyle Minogue song, to be modernized and hit number one this year in the UK. So, but do you hear the, uh, it takes two to make a thing all right? Ah! Yeah. Hey! There's some interesting samples in there. Hey! Oh. I hate it. Either way, I hate it. Yeah, it feels like it's both for babies and for, like, sweaty, disgusting swingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to appeal like, to those, those two distinct crowds. Like this little is one of those things where, where I was like, I just don't, under, I just really want to, like, I really just want to watch these conversations happen. Of them being excited about this idea and doing it. Like, it's very, very strange to me. You hear it, Dan? Yeah, got it. Yeah, the sample. Yeah. I don't even know if that's the sample or if it's sampling what that thing is sampled. You know what I mean? I don't know the timeline of all that, but... It's also like a weird mess of sounds. It is a weird mess. I mean, it sounds like it's put together by a TV personality. I guess so. It's like really hyper sounding. Yeah, it sounds like it would be on like a weird game show. Right. There's like Calypso in there, just like Polka, Tejano, Zydeco. It's like a weird world music feel. But like, shit it out to. A, I don't yeah. know. I hate it's, it. It's it's really irritating. Yeah, I don't want to listen to it anymore. Okay. Um, and <laughs> did you hear why he did it though? No. He later admitted that he had produced the song. This is Andrew Lloyd Webber because his wife had bet him that a composer of musical theater, uh, as a composer of musical theater, he would not be able to make a pop song that was a big hit. <laughs> and God. he proved her wrong. I mean, he, I mean, he did prove her wrong, but like at the same time, like at like what the cost? Worst example, yeah. What of, cost? Like, though? <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. Uh, oh my god, he literally just wanted to prove his wife Proved wrong. Proved you wrong. <laughs> so he made this piece of shit. Yeah, that's insane. Point proven. That's yeah. That's what a story. That's wild. In the U.S., it's another two U.S. songs. So, yeah, so it's clear there's, like, double the amount of hits in the U.S. this year. Number one hits. Um, and, yeah, and this song hit, hit number one in the U.K. before it did in the U.S. Because <laughs> we're still waiting for it to be. Yeah. U.S. would never let this happen. We're still waiting. <laughs> well, no, we're still waiting. Um, it's going to happen. Dan, it's going to happen soon. <laughs> the U.S. was way too into Tommy Page at the time to allow right. this to happen. Right. No, so during these weeks, beginning of September, you have Sweet Sensation, If Wishes Came True. Don't remember this one. 
Sweet sensation if wishes came oh, true. Oh, a little bit. Power ballad? It's like a power ballad. Okay. I don't remember this one. Not remembering it. Um, and then the next one I know really well. John Bon Jovi, Blaze of Glory. Amazing. Hell yeah. Yeah, that one. Great, yeah. great song by do, John Bond. Love shitting on John Bond, but that one I do like. Yeah. Yeah. John Bond, shake your John Bond, shake your John Bond. Shake your John Bond. Uh, all right. Coming up next is uh, for two weeks on the charts. Why? <laughs> Steve Miller Band with the Choker. Why? I've never imagined a British person listening to this song. I can't believe it hit number one. What? Well, that's interesting because, okay, first of all, I thought we were covering the 90s. Hee hee. Uh, but for real, this is an instance when the UK was way behind. <laughs> yeah. Because this hit number one in US in 1974. <laughs> and the re- apparently the reason why it hit number one in the, in the UK in 1990 is because it was used in great deal a Hugh Johnson directed television advertisement for Levi's jeans. Uh, okay. What? I figured it was something like that. Yeah. But like still, even that, like, did they not Did this song somehow never make it to the UK when it was originally released? Like why would it have such an impact? Yeah. Like why would that commercial have such an impact on it hitting number one? It's like when um, when you hear about like like third world countries like they just got friends, right? You know, it's like you know like things showing up way later. Yeah, it got lost at customs or something. I think we ripped on this song quite a bit in the seventies. Yeah, um, it's overplayed. I, I hate it now. It's like grating. It it's yeah, grating on the ears. I don't want to hear it ever again. Cried, hippie shit. That. It's boomer bullshit. It's boomer, boomer bullshit. bullshit is what this song is. Boomer bullshit. Angel by Shaggy. The better version. The better yeah. Number one in the U.S. is uh, the other Wilson Phillips song, uh, Release Me. Nice. Don't remember that one as much. There's yeah. someone waiting to get this on the play at a bar right now. like at, Or at any moment that's happening. Yep. And it's it it's, it's being played somewhere right now. For sure. Yeah, it's being played right here. <laughs> well, uh, not anymore. I just I'm, stopped it. Yeah, get it, get it off. No more. No more returning. No more returning no more. to boomer songs. No more. Okay. Oh God. Well, don't speak too soon. <laughs> okay, here is for four weeks on the chart. Lots of four weekers. Um, yeah, squeakers going on. So this is Maria McKee with "Show Me Heaven." Yeah. Right. Yeah, this one. <laughs> Is that Oboe Dave? I think so. <laughs> Damn. I didn't even catch that the first time I heard it. Right. It's like a Oboe duet. <laughs> this is from the Days of Thunder soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Which I don't remember the song being in that movie, but it's making me want to rewatch the movie. I'll tell you that. Great movie. Great movie. Great cruise era. Um, never heard of her before. No. I think I was kind of whatever about this song listening to it earlier. Maybe it'll grow on me. I don't know. Yeah. I thought she might have been like a Scottish singer with that McKee name. 
Mickey. But she's um, she's American. It kind of has like an Amy Grant feel. Yeah. Like song-wise, but it's with a slightly like less far-reaching power to it. So maybe we can call her Amy Scholarship. <laughs> nice. She's not quite Amy Grant. She's Amy Scholarship. Right, sure. right. Oh, that chorus reminded me of um, like a more power version of um, Sear It Up, Bob Marley song. Oh, yeah. Kind, kind of a of reggae mean, feel to it. Yeah, it yeah. feels like that. Little darling, steer it up. Like it kind of, I don't know, reminds me of that a little I'm bit. So, I'm so curious in like the um, the financial picture of artists like this who have like, you know, like a hit and then like they, they, they're in the business, you know, for the rest of their career, but on like such like a small level. I'm just curious how that works. Like, is it stressful? Do they have steady, they have a condo. Like, income? Like... <laughs> Like, what's it like? I am just so curious. curious. Shoot her an email, bro. Shoot her an email. Yeah. <laughs> Walk me through. Uh, no, I just want to, like, hit up her account and be like, what's the situation? Like, I want to know like, what's going on. It's kind of rough. Yeah, it kind of has, like, that world music, like, 80s world music soundtrack vibe to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, Rain Man almost, or... Oh, sure. It's pleasant. It's not... Uh, it's nice. It's, it's fine. Yeah. It could have been stronger. If someone else sang it or something. Yeah. I don't know. It, like, it has, yeah. like, some of the ingredients there, but it's not fully formed to be powerful. Everything but that chorus is, like, very forgettable, even as it's happening. Yeah, kind of. Like, I don't really know anything about the verses already. Nah. Show me heaven. She's, she has a good voice. She does. Yeah. How about a royal news break, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Wow, yeah. It's about time. Because in October 1990, Princess Diana of Wales opened Grandma's House, a home for young AIDS patients in Washington, D.C. on our turf. <laughs> what? She's allowed to do that? She's amazing, man. She was, she was something. Nah, she's, she's amazing. But in D.C., in our capital... I guess they allowed it. <laughs> they allowed it. No, that's great. It's a good. That's a beautiful news story. Uh, we needed something uplifting like that. Dan, what do you got? Um, so a bunch of one weaker squeakers in the U.S. during this time. So you know, Maria McKee was for four. Get weeks. him some cheese, Dan. So you have September 29th week in the U.S. It's the Nelson song. Can't live without your love and affection. Uh, that was good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it's, it, okay, maybe it wasn't good, but I remember it. I, yeah, so I remember how that song goes. I think it's pretty stupid, from what I remember. Yeah. Not uh, good to remember how it goes. Right. Uh, Maxi Priest, Close to You. I think that one was good. Kind of good, but also kind of forgettable slightly. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and then October 13th, George Michael praying for time. Not one of his stronger ones, but a good one. Hey, he's a Brit hitting number one in our country. That's right. And yet, in the UK, we're fucking done with him. Nothing. No number ones. Nothing. Um, We're done with you, George. We're (laughs) done with you. Goodbye, George. Um, (laughs) And then the last week of Maria McKee's reign in the U.S., October 20th, it's James Ingram, I Don't Have the Heart. Great song. 
I don't have the that was a good one, yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a Disney ballad, but not for actual Disney movie. That was one of the albums I listened to also, I think. Or maybe I listened to one of his 80s albums. I can't remember. He was on the Quincy Jones albums a lot. Right, yeah. Um, while Maria McKee is uh, reigning supreme in the UK, Phil Collins, something happened <laughs> on the way to heaven. Number one for two weeks in O Canada. Another amazing song. Yeah. They love all the Phil Collins hits from uh, yeah, that album. They all hit number one. All the singles. The song title that we don't hear until well into the second verse, I think. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool okay. move, Phil. Very cool. Cool move. Cool move. All right, next up, a one-week squeaker. The Beautiful South with A Little Time. <laughs> oh, Dave's favorite band name. <laughs> Blue Jean Davies, very happy. <laughs> British Blue Jean Davy. South UK. South UK. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they are an English group. This is a little quirkier than it first lets on to be. Yeah. Changes up. It's interesting. Right here? Right. It's kind of like a Jim Steinman song. On mood stabilizers, though. Like, it's chiller. <laughs> it's like meatloaf turned down to, f- to a four. <laughs> that one part was like a 99 loop balloons kind of thing. Yes, it sounds like that, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. This song is featured on the PlayStation 2 game Sing Star Party, which is <laughs> what? really what? weird. <laughs> Sing Star Sing Party? Star Party. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play that game now. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, I, I just can't imagine someone seeing this song on the list and going, oh, shit, I'm going to do this one. Like that's, that's, I remember this one. 99 red balloons. Yeah. So the, the, the group, The Beautiful South, uh, got one of their singers That's nice right here. sing at a supermarket. Oh, yeah, this part party. is good. I'm sorry, Brandon. What did you say? Sorry. They found one of their singers uh, after hearing her sing after a, a party at, like, a supermarket. She used to work at a supermarket, stacking shelves. Oh. Um, they also oh. broke up in January 2007, claiming the split was due to musical similarities. Wait, what? Well, that's what, it, what? That's what it says. <laughs> I don't know. They were too similar. I, I don't think I quite made out what you said. Wait. The group broke up in 2007, claiming the split was due to musical similarities. Oh. <laughs> I think there's a joke. Like they're, yeah, I got a joke. You know. yeah, like, no, was, we're just making the same song over and over again. Oh, I thought it was just saying... Oh, uh, just a funnier way of saying over musical differences. Right. Yeah, I, I think it's a way, joke. Like it's, it. a, it's a play on that. Yeah. But maybe they're saying, like, it's, it wasn't differences. It's like we just were making the same shit. <laughs> the same thing. Well, I, I like this. I like it a lot, too. I, I'm, I'm into it. It's a cool find. I don't know why it's number one. And yeah, it's really weird to be number one. It's because it's a unique sounding song, but yeah. it's also. It's yeah. It's, it's not like super catchy. No, it's a little unconventional. It's yeah. It's better than I was expecting. Um, even on this re-listen just now, like when the there's like horns that come in, it's really nice. 
Yeah. Yeah. Good job. Um, yeah, good job, the beautiful sow. Cheerio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dane liked it. Dane likes the beautiful south. Um, All right, coming up next is for four weeks. What was number one in the U- U.S.? In the U.S., it was Janet Jackson, Black Cat. Hell. <laughs> Freaking yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. All right. This is like even beyond boomer shit. Uh, but great. Uh, Unchained Melody by Righteous Brothers. Is, it, is this because of Ghost, I would assume? It has yeah. to be because of Ghost. Yeah. Which came out in 1990. Was a monster hit. When I was a little child, everyone in my family tells me I would walk around singing the song and I called it Touch. I'd like to sing Touch. <laughs> kinky. Kinky name. <laughs> Kinky name for Oh, Kinky. <laughs> Touch. Didn't know the name of the damn song. I was an idiot. Yeah, it's another old song charting. This time, 25 years after it, it originally came out. And it's another movie song hitting number one. Yep. After yep. a string of them. Or at least, no. Maybe just the Maria McKee song. But still, it's a trend. Uh, it's one of my favorite that I it's just I don't know this is this is like a perfect song for oh me. yeah no it is it's just like an all-timer it's beautiful just yeah yeah it's just so good like just incredibly talented guys great melody that's unchained um, really good and uh, it enhanced that movie even more I do I really like that movie and it made it even better. It's it's a beautiful song, but personally, I like my melodies a little bit more chained, <laughs> a little more a little bit more shackled. Personally, I'm just kidding. I, I think it's I think it's glorious. It sounds like heaven. A few songs sound this uh, otherworldly, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, the, uh, Brandon, I was just so kidding. Epic. That was a joke. That's, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, don't fuck around with this song, Dave. You know how Brandon gets. <laughs> sorry, with this song. sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, with the full like everybody's in now, the full band and everything, like the uh, drums and yeah, it's so good. It's one of the best endings to a song too. Like it's yeah, so epic. Have you performed this before, Brandon? This is a hard one. No, not no, no. Have you ever heard the original song? Yes. Yes. It's by Todd Duncan. From 55. Not a righteous brother. I don't, I can't, like, I'm not saying much because like, I got just some listening. But here's, obviously, the, the great parts. Yeah. Listeners, Brandon is crying. Yeah, he's crying. I can do it. <laughs> Brandon is broken down, sobbing on the floor. <laughs> it's a weird sight Shaking. on the Zoom. It's very uncomfortable, but I think he took his penis out. 
Patrick Swayze, RIP. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I, know, I don't know why I'm laughing. <laughs> is it because he's a ghost? Is what you're saying now? <laughs> no, he's, he's actually dead. Yeah, but he is now a ghost, yeah. He's now a ghost. And Whoopi Goldberg being cool, RIP. <laughs> <laughs> She's still cool. She hasn't been cool in like 20 years. All right. Well, she won an Oscar for this uh, song. <laughs> yeah, for the, we played it. For the song. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's actually true about Whoopi Goldberg, but I feel like it's true. She's pretty cool. She's cooler than everybody else on The View. You're right. Um, you got... I just I loved her clip that we saw on Dan and Bravo, on the Arsenio Hall show. Oh, yeah. She was oh yeah, with she the, was sicker. She was cool. That's what I'm saying. She was like super cool back, back then. then. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay, that was. And she got Ted Danson to do blackface. <laughs> <laughs> she's so good in Ghost. Like she really yeah. is so good in Ghost. She's, no, she's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she's a great actress. Like, why does she like Stop? give up acting? I don't know. Now she's just doing The View. Yeah, she went from some great movies to Hollywood Squares to The View. I guess because she got EGOT. Like, she she's already proved that she's yeah, the best. Yeah, what more do you need to do? Yeah. 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 True. But has she won a BAFTA? <laughs> <laughs> BAFTA. That's the next thing she's got to prove. Uh, yeah, she has to. I'm after a BAFTA. All right, so that took us to the beginning of November, Dan. Uh, what well, was all of November? Uh, that song four weeks in November, right? No, it ended on November third. It's not what I'm seeing, dog. Its run ended. N- no, it did not. It started on November third, and ended. Oh, it says on Wikipedia, it says week ending date November third. Nah, man, I'm on the 1990 and British music page. Wait, hold on, that makes no sense. It's. November 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th. All those weeks is when Unchained Melody was number one. That's what it says here. Four weeks. It started or ended? This week, this page I'm looking at, it says ended. It says week ending date. So then how many songs are left? Two. Yeah, I have two also. Is that The next one is, is all correct? of December. I feel like the, they've used the wrong word or something. It says the next one ends on December 1st, and then the next one ends on the 29th of December. Because, like, the oh. first one we saw ended on the 23rd of 89. Like, why is it, why is it on this chart? Uh, that's weird. Because what I'm looking at is the next song, Ice Ice Baby, it says four weeks in December. As number one. The, there's some, some, there's a mistake there's some, one way or the other. Yeah. I think it might, I think they got the word wrong. It shouldn't be ending. I should think it should be start starting. Date. That's my assumption just because... Then it like why would they put the band aid song that right. ended in like last year? Right, right. In this, unless it's just like a misprint, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Well, right. either way, the next song is. Oh, you were gonna say what was charting? At yeah, that time. I'm just gonna go off of what I'm looking at. I mean, it says all of November here for Unchained Melody, so that's four weeks. So that is two songs. That's Vanilla Ice, Ice Ice Baby in the U.S. So it charted first in the U.S. for one week, um, first week of November. And then the rest of November in the U.S. is Mariah Carey, Love Takes Time. You know, really starting her 90s reign here with two number one hits in 1990. 
And next up <clears throat> is the aforementioned Vanilla Ice with Ice Ice Baby. This is a good song from a good rapper. <laughs> it's an itty bitty change. It's an itty bitty change. It's not the same. So it charted already in the U.S., right? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, uh, November 3rd for one week in the U.S., yeah. So it's like a month after. Yeah. What I will say about the U.K., it charting number one in the U.K. is that it's it's a little bit more seasonably appropriated. appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like right before the holiday season. It's Ice Ice Baby. It's colder outside. That's why they had it that delay. And the very beginning of the song does sound like a Christmas song. The yeah, jingle bell. Santa's coming. What um, if you what do you get more excited to hear when you hear the beginning of this song and it becomes Vanilla Ice, or when you hear the beginning of this song it becomes Queen? What 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 puts a bigger smile on your face? It probably neither, but if you had to pick one. Oh, I I like I like Under Pressure. Me too. A lot. I feel it's the stock answer. It's not the answer that is more fun, maybe. At this point, I did, I feel like it didn't used to be like this. I, I feel like when you hear the beginning, the the dun 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 dun, dun I feel like I used to hear Vanilla Ice more often. Now, if I'm in the wild, it's it's Queen oh, yeah. way way more often. So yeah. I think I'm sick of the Queen one. Hear Ice Ice Baby anymore? No, you don't. You really don't. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, Ice is melted. Another victim of climate. Change. Do, you, do you think he's going through a similar thing as Fred Durst where like he's like changed his look and doing a rebranding? Or he's he like should. He did do that. He did do that like around the time of Limp Bizkit. He like ended up looking like Fred Durst. So now he should like look like his original self again if he wants that, you know, like a real change. He ended up looking at Fred Durst now, like the weird look. What it, that's what I'm talking about. In the late 90s, Vanilla Ice started looking like Fred Durst looked contemporary. Yeah. Yeah, he, he started doing the metal thing. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He tried to do like a, a rap rock thing. Rap, right. Rap metal thing. But I'm yeah. saying what Fred Durst just did in the last month, yes. that look, that's what Vanilla Ice should, should do. I think he should go back to his original look because, like, no one's doing that. I know. That would be kind of sick. Yeah, that hair. That hair would be cool. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um, so when that was number one, um, I guess this is the end of uh, the U.S. number one. So it's... Um, I'm your baby tonight, Whitney Houston, the X-Men theme. X-Men, yeah. And then to close out the year 1990, hope you guys, do you guys remember what happened to close out 1990 in the U.S.? Uh, of course, I could never you forget never that. never forget what Poison? happened. No. Was it po- Stevie B. Stevie B. Oh, yeah. right, My Stevie right. baby. Because I love you. In parentheses, the Postman song. Yeah, yeah, damn, I can't believe I forgot that. That did not hit number one in the, in the UK, which is no, very sad. Right. Uh, but what did hit number one to finish out the year there is Cliff Richard with Savior's Day. Hell yeah. There we go. 
kind of has a pirate sound to it. It's a little down easter Alexa-y. Exactly, yeah, ship. Uh, yeah, sea shanty. Exactly. Themed Christmas song, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with the UK Christmas number ones. It's a very big deal over there. They're all, like, vying to be number one during Christmas for some reason. It's, like, the biggest competition. And Cliff won this year. The British Elvis. Do you guys know this song? I didn't know this one. Yes, because I'm I am British. <laughs> okay, I do know it. No, I don't, I just know his name. Like I know I I just know of him. Is this considered a Christmas song? It's called Savior's Day. It's very religious. Like yeah, some of us are, are still putting the Christ into Christmas, Dan. I wish I knew about this song. I would have I would have tried to perform it around Christmas time. <laughs> He looks right now like you would imagine him, like like after being like a like an old school rock and roll singer. Like he looks like you know, leather jacket, oh, hell plastic yeah. surgery, like perfect. He's got a nice voice, I guess. Right? Oh, totally, yeah. Miss opportunity for this to be more Mike and the Mechanicy. I wish it was closer to that. It's like right. Oh, vocally, vocally. Yeah, just the whole thing. I wish it was a little bigger. It's it's like it's like on its way to being there. It's not yes. fully realized. Or like, uh, ki- right? Yes, exactly. Or like Kyrie. <laughs> I wish it was more Kyrie. Right. right. Yeah. It's like it, okay. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly right. It's yeah. not fully realized, Mister Mister, like soaring <laughs> it's pop. It's like, exactly my, yeah. my thought. Not yeah. soaring enough. Yeah. That's yeah. What, yeah. I wish it was like we like. Like yeah. it's, 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 it's gliding. It's a little gliding. It's gliding. It's not, it's not soaring. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> gliding. Yes, perfect. Gliding, not soaring. But, you know, since he is a British Elvis, colloquially, I think it's a pretty good example of what uh, it would maybe sound like if Elvis lives. Like, this is the kind of music he would possibly be making <laughs> in the 1990s. <laughs> if, if he had survived. Why are you saying he's British Elvis? That's what they called him. Yeah, really? He was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not just saying that. Like, he was like an early rock and roll like star. A very in, early in rock England. And roll. Yeah. The early 60s, basically. So he came in after Elvis, but like, he was like the biggest deal when he first came on the scene. And oh. that's why I'm calling him British Elvis. Thank you. <laughs> oh, I have in front of me um, all the number one albums this year in the UK. Oh, he's knighted. Sir Cliff. Let's put some respect Sir on his name. Oh, Sir Cliff. What are you saying, Dan? I have um, all the number one albums in front of me in, in the UK. Do I, should we, Freedom, should we go through that? Let's do it. Um, in January, it's But Seriously, Phil Collins. Oh, so they do like his albums. Yeah. Then end of January. But not his singles. Right. Then uh, end of January for one week, it's Color by the Christians. Color by the Christians. The Christians. They're from, Liv- <laughs> the from Liverpool. The Christians. Um, then, That's like Amy Grant's group. Remember, like, we used to call her the uh, call her the Christian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Christian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Christian. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Then all of February, beginning of March, it's back to butt. Seriously, Phil Collins. So back to butt. Back to butt. Um, so he's <laughs> slaying it. Then uh, one week in March, Sinead O'Connor. I do not want what I haven't got. 
Ooh, hell yeah. Then David Bowie. That's next on my queue, I think. Then David Bowie cha- changes Bowie. Um, best of. Best of love. Then two weeks in April, it's the Carpenters, only yesterday, their greatest hits. Wow. Why? <laughs> um, uh, April 21st, Fleetwood Mac, Behind the Mask. Comeback album without Lindsay. Then we're back to the Carpenters only yesterday, their greatest hits for six, back? like five weeks. Um, what is going on? Oh, here's a cool one. Three weeks in June, Soul to Soul, volume two, 1990, nice. a new decade. Um, here we go. There's a Brandon one. June 23rd, Luciano Pavarotti, the essential Pavarotti. Oh, yes. Um, then New Kids on the Block, Step by Step for one week. Then we're back to the essential Whoa. Pavarotti for three weeks. <laughs> uh, now we're in wow. August, five weeks. Elton John sleeping with the past. Oh, the pest or the past? The past. <laughs> the past. Um, sorry, there's a lot. Almost done. One week, September first, Prince Graffiti Bridge. Oh yeah, Hell, baby. yeah. Um, then September 8th, it is a live album. It's in concert, uh, The Three Tenors, in concert. Oh, my God, featuring Pavarotti. Right. Yep. Um, wow. Then George Michael, Listen Without Prejudice, Volume 1, September 15th. I think that's okay. Freedom 90. That's that album. Um, they fuck with uh, his albums, but not his singles. They do fuck with his albums, not singles. Now, Then we're back to in concert by The Three Tenors for four weeks. <laughs> uh, then... Uh, not the Christians, the Charlatans for one week. Oh my God! Okay. Uh, called "Some Friendly" <laughs> by the Charlatans. Or, or, isn't that the opposite of a Christian? Basically. Yeah. Wow. Is it? Is that a reaction album? Like that's so interesting. It's uh, Tim Burgess, Mark Collins, Martin Blunt, and Tony Rogers. Um, oh. Okay. Then Paul Simon, "The Rhythm of the Saints," for two weeks. Great album. Then Elton John, the very best of Elton John for two weeks. Um, then Boring. to close out the year, Madonna, the Immaculate Collection. Excellent. Six weeks. That's the biggest one. Um, okay. Thought that'd be fun. I like that. Yeah. That is fun. Thanks for that. They are so unpredictable, these Brits. After hearing this, I realized like, uh, they're more cutting edge than, than U.S. sometimes, but they're also way lamer than the U.S. sometimes. <laughs> Like they they hold both those truths side by side somehow. They're unpredictable. You never know what they're gonna like, what they're gonna gravitate towards. You well, speaking of British, should we do our most British category? Yeah, yeah. We're so we're gonna do our a couple of um, rankings right now. We're gonna go around and say our our least favorites, our our top three favorites, and our most British, like we used to do in the uh, yeah old board bills we would also do uh most british we could do maybe surprise (laughs) too we would always do most surprising yeah but i mean since we're not from here it's like who knows fair fair you know what that's a good point um so we should Um, should lead it with most british uh sure i had a clear i had a clear answer for this that I i i felt like pretty strong about and it's it's the new order one and that was before even knowing that the football team was involved it just oh, really yeah it just felt like i don't know i think because of that 
like I feel like you hear their accents a lot more, right? Than maybe some other that's genres pretty good. That's with true. New Order, and so like I uh, yeah, that, for me that's most British. Yeah, I th- I mean that's a really good answer. Um, I would say the only one maybe like on that level or close to it is probably Band Aid. I mean, it's like super right. super British. You know, I mean it's right. um, Band Aid too. Yeah, so I'll say that. I think that's my answer. Yeah, I was definitely thinking of England, New Order, just because it's they literally say E is for England, like in it. It's the English football team. Uh, and I cannot imagine a song like that cool hitting number one in the U.S. That this wouldn't happen. Right. Uh, at least of that sound. Then I guess a runner-up would be Cliff Richard, Savior's Day. That would not hit number one in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. ever. No. Yeah, that's, that's, no. very, that's very accurate. It would not. <laughs> um, least favorite? I mean, any time I can take a chance to say the Joker or Steve Miller band is my least favorite, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to. Yeah, that's... My least favorite, too. That's my real answer. But if I had to pick one that was a new song, uh, it's uh, Polka Dot Bikini. Fuck out of here with that thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think I I don't I don't like the Joker either. It's it's annoying, but I felt distaste when the (laughs) that Bombal Arena thing came on. I was just really irked by that. (laughs) Different level of annoyance. Yeah, this is so fucked up that this song is number one and andrew lloyd weber did it <laughs> like yeah. andrew lloyd weber is behind this if i didn't know andrew andrew lloyd weber was behind it i would say maybe not but the fact that i know that he is is it has to be number like my least favorite just <laughs> <laughs> really immoral almost that immoral song. yeah and our yeah our top three favorites should we go three 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 two 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 one one yeah, let's are, let's do it. Are we including songs that were on the U.S. too, or is it does it have to be new songs? Uh, yeah, we can include like stuff, a, a I true guess. a true top three. Um, no true top three. All right, yeah. I think I I think I have I th- mine. I think I have mine. Yeah. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Kind of going off the cuff. I think we all are. Yeah, yeah, I guess I do have mine as well. I, I have mine. I think I think I'm going to say my number three is... Um, I definitely know my number two and my number one. It's three and four that I'm, I'm kind of uh, uh, jockeying, that are jockeying for position. I think I'm going to say number three is... The Beautiful South a little time. Oh. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, that was a good one. I need to listen to that a little more. Um, a little time. It just takes a little time. It takes a little to, time. To so, love it a little, little bit more. I really would like to put Turtle Power here. I, I just really love right. that thing. Yeah. But I'm going to... a great display of Turtle Power. I know, but I'm going to be... A, um, I'm going to do a more intelligent pick. And give this song the respect it deserves because I removed it before. It deserves to be somewhere. I think it's it's got to be Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. It's it's so great. It's so good. <laughs> like it's so damn good. Really, you really feel something every every time that song comes on. So that's a number three for Danny. 
think number three for me was the most British England New Order World in Motion. Never heard that song before, and I think it's a it's a true fun discovery for me through this process. So I will continue to listen to that song, especially if I'm I'm like I know I'm gonna be playing soccer on that particular day. I'm definitely gonna listen to uh, this song <laughs> <Yeah>. beforehand. <laughs> No. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, that 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 would be number my number four. That would be that that was kind of in position for number four, making my number two. Dub be good to me. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Uh, number two for Danny is New Order, World in Motion. I love that song. <sighs> cool. Loved it. Favorite discovery for sure. Yeah. Yeah. My number two is Madonna's Vogue because I'm U.S. to my fucking core. <laughs> you know where my loyalties lie, Madonna. So if I'm being like real, I know it's kind of a boring pick. No, honestly, I, I, just, I honestly yeah, I love it. As that I was scanning, I, 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 it, I mean, it should definitely be my number two. Um, my number one is Unchained Melody, but. I, now I realize that I I messed that all up because Vogue should be my number two, my number two. Um, but whatever, Dave, mm-hmm. not a boring pick at all because it's my number one easily. Ooh, U.S. easily. The new yeah. New Order song is pretty close, but nah, Madonna Vogue is elite. It's elite. We import <laughs> jewels to UK. <laughs> jewels. Um, but my number one is Sinead O'Connor's Nothing Compared ah. to You. UK to my call. I'm UK, baby, to my call. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Very confusing. Psych. <laughs> Psych. Psych. That song is remarkable. It's beautiful. Like Dan said, like it's it still is very powerful, but I kind of think it kind of gets a little, a little bit more powerful every time I hear it. Yeah. Because um, I don't hear it that often. It it Yeah. It's um, it's a beautiful performance and interpretation of a of a great Prince song. Now, if I was not gonna do the two like songs we already already covered, if if I wasn't gonna put songs we already covered in my two and one, I would also put uh, definitely Righteous Brothers, Unchained Melody, and a be- the Beautiful South, A Little Time. Yeah. 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 I think. I think. Oh no! Sorry. Sorry. I'm. I'm wrong about that. I would. I would put Adamski's Killer in my top three. Mm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Featuring Sale. I do like that one. one. Yeah. Because some good discoveries. Uh. And but look at that. Once again, Vogue takes takes the the winnings for uh 1990 UK edition and US edition. What's um least British? Hanging tough. Hanging tough. Hanging or the, tough is, or the Joker, one of those two. Least, least British, yeah. Yeah, no, we'll say Joker because of the New England tie to <laughs> New Kids on the Block. Sure, yeah, that's least okay, yeah. least British. Well, I'm glad you brought this, Dave, to the table. This was fun. Yeah, it was good to kind of go back to the old format, listening to the number ones, getting the context of the year, getting the royal news. Yes, we. Uh, we just keep learning more and more about these years. That's true. I guess you could argue that we're retrend, retreading ground, 
but retreading ground and looking at different minerals in the, in that ground or little yeah. different rocks formations in that ground or grass growings in that ground like we are expanding our uh context clues our our knowledge base for our reference pool that we collectively uh-huh. share on the show <laughs> yes yes although we have forgotten a lot of <laughs> yeah. a lot about 1990 clearly when we yeah. uh talked about some of these songs that hit number one in the u.s so yeah yeah anyway this is a fun time of uh, in culture no matter it is when, no matter when you look back at it yeah mm-hmm. i agree well i guess that's that we're gonna be back again i guess with some more host choice stuff stay tuned for that maybe we'll visit the uk again in the future in the future um <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That would I'm be pre- brilliant. Brilliant. I'm presenter Brandon, a.k.a. Brighton, signing off uh, on this episode of Danbury Presents, season 5.5. Uh, presenter number two here, presenter Danny, a.k.a. Dane. <laughs> the uh, Your first mate, second in command, and the uh, good day. <laughs> My daft mate. <laughs> My bonkers, mate. <laughs> Is it me now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My dodgy mate. My gobsmacked mate. Um, and it's it's uh, British Dave, aka Dove, because I'm all about peace, 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 peace and dove, peace and dove. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how cl- like similar the two most peaceful things you can think of? are in spelling Dave and Dove the two most peaceful things on the planet peace Um, and before uh, we we leave you I have a couple of more general royal news items Princess Diana's influential short hairstyle was created, created by Sam McKnight after a Vogue shoot in 1990 which in McKnight and Donatella Versace's opinion brought her more liberty as in quotes always looked great always looked great thank you and also in the 1990s queen elizabeth ii's popularity sank to a very low point Mm. okay (laughs) and with that (laughs) we'll see you on the other side of the pond where we'll be taking a piss (laughs) piss off now piss off Piss off. Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.